during this season of Advent, as we continue to finish up this journey through the entire Bible for the year, we are also going to tie that in um, to the character that we see built during Advent and also uh, tie it to those four candles which we light throughout the season of Advent. Um, And we will also be touching on those prophetic texts and on uh, the story leading up to Christmas uh, during, during this time. So today's reading comes from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, the first chapter starting in verse 10. This is what God planned for the climax of all times, to bring all things together in Christ, the things in heaven along with the things on earth. We have also received an inheritance in Christ. We were destined by the plan of God who accomplishes everything according to his design. We are called to be an honor to God's glory because we were the first to hope in Christ. You too heard the word of truth in Christ, which is the good news of your salvation. You were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit because you believed in Christ. The Holy Spirit is the down payment on our inheritance which is applied toward our redemption as God's own people, resulting in the honor of God's glory. Friends, this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O Lord, let the words of my mouth and the thoughts and meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. For you, O Lord, are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Let's talk today about Advent calendars. Now, I'm not talking about the ones where every day you read a little bit of the Christmas story, learning more and more. No, no, no. I'm talking about the ones when you look up Advent calendars on Amazon today, or you go into your local warehouse and you see a variety of Advent calendars. You know, I read that some of these types of Advent calendars started with Cadbury, over in England, and, 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 and they gave kids little chocolates each day as a way to pacify them and stop them from eternally asking how many days until Christmas. And so we've grown upon that tradition, you might say, so that we have Baby Shark Advent calendars or National Geographic Gem Advent calendars or for adults, Beer Advent calendars or Wine of the day advent calendars or spirits of the season advent calendars. Maybe these are also ways that we have to pacify grown-ups as well during the season. I'd like to maybe contend as a pastor in this season that those advent calendars might not be what the season is really all about. I feel like Charlie Brown up here. Does anyone know what Christmas is all about? Remember when he goes crazy during the play? And I feel like I'm here when I look at those Advent calendars advertised, and I really encourage you to go and look them up today and say, does anyone know what Advent is all about? So what is Advent about them? Advent, as much as we try to make it in our culture, is not just pre-Christmas, or essentially Christmas, really. It is not an excuse to just have more parties, more calories, and more excess. 
Advent is the beginning of the Christian year. Today is the start of the Christian year. Our calendar doesn't run January 1, the way of the empire. Our calendar runs the first Sunday of Advent. But we don't start in Advent at the beginning of the story. In Advent, we actually start at the end. We look to the future. It's like we turn to the end of the book, kind of literally, and, and we have peeked ahead to see how it will end. So this year, we have blue pyramids during Advent. You might have noticed the new things. I've got a new stole that I was hoping came in the mail while I was away, and there it was sitting there in my mailbox last evening. These are exciting things for preachers, the things we get very jazzed up about, okay? So we have these blue, blue is the color of hope. Hope is the first week of Advent because hope is the character, frankly, of this whole season. And my question is, is our hope then something generic like world peace or warm, fuzzy feelings when candlelight is in the room as opposed to real natural light? Hardly. For Advent is about ultimate hope. Paul begins this reading today, this is what God planned for the climax of all times, to bring all things together in Christ, the things in heaven along with the things on earth. Our ultimate hope, according to scripture, is that God is going to make the world right. We often think about our ultimate hope as Christians as us as individuals getting to go to heaven. The problem is, that's not what the Bible's ultimate hope necessarily is. In Scripture, ultimate hope is about God remaking the heavens and the earth. It's about God's forever presence with us. In this way, our hope at Advent is about remembering Jesus coming to earth with us. Emmanuel, that's what that word literally means, God with us. It just isn't the entirety of the story, for Advent means coming. We are not just situated then in Advent in the past, when Jesus came with angels and shepherds, there's the lone shepherd today, in a manger. We are also situated in the future then, awaiting the return of Jesus to come and set the world right. So Advent then is always a season of preparation. Maybe not so much with calendars and parties, but with prayer and contemplation, with mercy and justice. In Isaiah 2, the hope that Isaiah is looking for is that many nations will turn to the God of Israel. This is the welcome of the Gentiles into God's family that Isaiah foretells is going to happen when the Messiah comes. Then he proclaims this beautiful vision. God will judge between the nations and settle disputes of mighty nations. Then they will beat their swords into iron plows and their spears into pruning tools. Nation will not take up sword against nation. They will no longer learn how to make war. Friends, if those aren't words of hope, I don't know what is. Hope for Isaiah is for God's world and ways to become our ways. It is in ultimate hope. And even though this foretells the first coming of Jesus as the Messiah, we understand that Isaiah's vision is not yet a reality as we walk on this earth. 
For hope also always has a future orientation. Hebrews 11, faith is the reality of what we hope for, the proof of what we don't see. In other words, hope is always in something that we don't see yet, that hasn't fully arrived yet. We are saying that Jesus died and rose again, and he makes it possible that we too will do the same. The hard part for us is that Jesus isn't back yet. The hard part is that we live in this world where it's Christmas already. Actually, Christmas sort of started on November 1st in the retail world, right after all the Halloween decorations and candy had been sold. Now hear me, I'm not a Scrooge. Like, we bought our tree yesterday in my house, okay? Like, I'm not, I don't hate this whole season or anything like that. I'm just calling us to think about what we're doing in this season. So we live in this world where it's Christmas already, and frankly, on the 26th, Christmas kind of ends in this world. And yet we are called as Christians to start our year here at the end, looking for and preparing for Christ's advent, Christ's coming. We already live with this resurrection hope today, friends, against all odds. Hope against all odds. That is what the character of Advent looks like today. It is hoping when it looks like we, when it looks like our world, are beyond all hope. Hope is always like this. Hope is always about seeing another reality that looks impossible through our human eyes. So how do we do this? How do we hold out all hope? Paul gives us a hint. He says it's because we have been given the Holy Spirit. Paul writes, you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit because you believed in Christ. The Holy Spirit is the down payment on our inheritance, which is applied toward our redemption as God's own people. Friends, we know how to hope because God's Spirit is already with us. Jesus breathed the Holy Spirit into the disciples, just like God breathed life into the first human and brought him to life. The early church received the gift of the Holy Spirit, manifesting itself in gifts and love for one another. We can hope because we have been given the Holy Spirit, the very presence of God with us. Paul calls this Holy Spirit the down payment on our inheritance. When we make a down payment on a house, We don't have to wait to live in that house until it is all paid off. We get to live in that house while we make our monthly payments upon it. Here is my question. In the Holy Spirit, do we make a down payment on heaven, or is heaven making a down payment on us? God already in the Holy Spirit is dwelling in us, and our hope is that All the fullness of God will one day dwell in us, and we in turn will fully dwell in God. So now we have a task during Advent. It's a reminder of the task that we always have as Christian people in this world. It's just amplified more during this time. N.T. Wright describes it in his book, Surprised by Hope, when he says this, Our task in the present is to live as resurrection people between Easter and the final day. Our task in the present is to live as resurrection people between Easter and the final day. Hope, then, is no longer just a future-oriented reality. Hope becomes a character trait. 
Living with Advent hope is a present tense action. Our hope makes living today not only possible, but full of purpose and full of joy. Because we have this inheritance in Christ, and because we have the down payment of the Holy Spirit, we can live in the present with an audacious hope. Friends, listen to the words that we say every single week that we proclaim in worship. Our liturgy is not just a bunch of repeated words meant to go rote. No, friends, these words are handholds for hope for us. So every Sunday, we respond in the communion liturgy, Christ will come again. We say it every single week, the mystery of faith, right? Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. That is a handhold for us to hope on. When we say the creed together, we say he will come again to judge the living and the dead. Handholds for hope. This is what our hope is based on. Advent is not about kitschy toys or a thematic calendar. I think you knew that already. I invite you this Advent to look for the coming of Christ. I invite you to long for Christ to come into our world, into our community, into our church, into your home, into your heart. And as you do, may you be transformed by the Holy Spirit living in you so that you may live a life of resurrection hope in a world whose only hope is getting the next new thing. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. stand as you are able, and we'll respond with the words today of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen.